How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? The most pantsless co-host in the world. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And you guys won't know because you're only getting this shot. So nobody in the audience knows what I'm wearing down there. It makes it an adventure during the show. I going back thank, to his year one way tonight, guys. Thank goodness we're not in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, so we can introduce our guest tonight. Let the people know where they can find you on Twitter. At City Piglet, guys. Nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, here we are with season three of our series, Cowboys Beef. Again, a series where Mike and I bring on fans of the Cowboys to discuss what it's like to be a Cowboys fan, their season expectations, and everything in between. Our guest tonight is a Loyals Cowboys fan, one of our country's finest veterans, making his podcast debut. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David to the show. David, how are you? I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, we're happy to have you, brother. David, where can we find you on Twitter, sir? At Dave Stradamus. I like that. You know, I want to ask you a question, but I feel like we'll go, we'll get on to a some some long conversation that's going to take us away from Cowboys talk. I, I don't want to uh, do that to the audience, so I'll avoid that question for now. So, David, let's go ahead and get after it. How long have you been a Cowboys fan? Um, It goes back to, I think it was the 92 Super Bowl uh, when Dallas beat the Bills. Mm. Um, I think it was uh, 52 to 17, I want to say. Maybe it was 94 Super Bowl. I can't exactly remember, but yeah, but um, I specifically remember watching that was the first game I can remember, and I just remember it was just electrifying, and I was hooked. That's awesome, man. That makes sense. So you've got a long history then. You're not as young as uh, Mr. Brendan from last week, so this this (laughs) one could go a lot of ways. Uh, All-time favorite player? Uh you know, for me, I grew up wanting to be Deion Sanders. I oh, think like backyard football, backyard man. football, every, but every kid wanted to be prime time. Um, but I got to go Emmett Smith. I got to go Emmett. Simply the things he accomplished and how he played, um, just the, the fortitude that he had didn't matter what was in front of him. You know, that, that is, you know, what you want to aspire to, you know, growing up as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was so tough. Man. Uh, yeah. You know, Emmett being a great player, but I haven't heard too many people say Deion Sanders. I, you know, that that's a great one too. Yeah. I mean, just pure speed, just all show, you know, the chains, the bandanas, you know, just that cool cat, you know? Really, seriously, yeah. Uh, so who's your current favorite player, David? I mean, you got to be crazy not to say Micah, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy's a monster, you know? I mean, what what do you want him to do? You want him to play middle linebacker, outside linebacker? You want him to rush? I mean, he's just everything you could ask for. Yeah, Micah's incredible. One of my uh, 
He's just there's there's a thing right now that just came out talking about top pass rushers, and like yep. one one of the groupings had him like six, and I was going through in my head like, okay, Miles Garrett, sure, you know Nick Bosa, okay, he's up there, T.J. Watt maybe, you know that's that, but who the hell would yeah. be the other two that people would have above Micah Parsons? It blew uh, my. I mean. I guess you could make an argument for what Chase Young was supposed to be. Yeah, oh, Lord. He just has but a there's nothing that he's done. You know, exactly. I've heard yeah. I've heard people still trying to make arguments for him, and I'm like, man, he's got nothing. You know, it's it's the same thing as, as the Sam Howell, you know, talk about how he's going to be the next greatest quarterback. Give the guy a few games. Yeah, you know, I mean, talk about some stress, man. Agreed. Do you think this is the best off season for the Cowboys in the Dak era? Uh, I would have to say, yeah. I, I think this is as as far as the uh, the shock, the 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 big moves that they made. Um, I mean, this is the first time in a long time we've been active in free agency and we landed two studs, you know, I mean, so we made a big splash to me. It was, it was a really good, good, uh, off season. Yeah. When you look at, uh, the additions that we've made to the team, um, you know, I, I think the, the losses can't be can't be looked over. Are you worried about our offense after the losses of a Kellen Moore and Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, you know, not really. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never been a big McCarthy guy, um, but you could see more of Kellen Moore. Uh, it almost kind of seemed like he was trying to, sh to prove something again. Um, with some of his play calling, and I just kind of lost faith in Kellen Moore. Um, and honestly, I wasn't that big of a fan of re-signing Zeke when we did. Um, but we did, and I'm, I, I really didn't see enough to prove that he belonged there anymore. You know, especially with Pollard coming on like he has. I mean, you, yeah. you've got a stud back there, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. You had a you had a stud in the backfield, and the other guy who I lo I love Ezekiel Elliott, but he was yeah. the lowest efficient backs in the league, and he was tenth in care in attempts. Like right, that's malpractice. Right, I mean for for what we invested in him in that contract, we did not get payout for that. So anybody that wants him back, you know, I just. It just would never make sense for us to bring him back. You know, he oh. he absolutely underperformed for the last few years since we signed him, since we re-signed him. I think he's just declined ever since that sign date. Uh, in the, I agree with you, by the way. Uh, knowing what you know now, I heard you're not a McCarthy guy. Brian Schottenheimer doesn't get the best, you know, reviews in his time in, in Seattle because of how much he wanted to run the ball. Knowing what you know now, would you have kept more? Or are you still like, you know what, new voices are needed? 
you know, uh, I've never been a big McCarthy guy simply because Aaron Rodgers won him a Super Bowl and he's been riding those coattails. Um, that being said, though, we just had one of the best off seasons we had. Um, I don't know how much influence he had in that, you know, because we all know how the Joneses like to run things. Um, but I think that we could be onto something here. Um, I, retaining Quinn is literally, I mean, that is what we have to do. That is absolutely the only guy that should be running that defense. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you as well. Um, when you look at the offseason for the Cowboys, do you think Dallas had a better free agency or do you think they had a better draft? You know, we had a really good draft. We really did. Um, it was solid. Um, we made some really good key picks. Um, but, man, bringing in Gilmore and Cooks, uh, you got to say we had a better free agency. Um, I, I don't think we addressed all the needs that we have, um, but free agency was definitely better. Speaking of uh, Gilmore and Cooks, you got Cooks needed weapons, some speed for the offense. You got Gilmore, a vet, there to teach all these young cornerbacks and 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 maybe be the, the main top guy at the cornerback unit, maybe get some throws over to our intercepting guys like uh, Diggs yep. and, and Bland. So Any of them. Who do you think has more of an impact, Gilmore or Cooks? Uh, Gilmore. He's wearing 21 for a reason, man. The guy's a stud. We, we've seen what he can do on multiple different teams. It's not a scheme thing. He's for real. He's the real deal. And you're talking about putting him on the other side of the field from the best intercepting corner. I mean, Diggs has the best hands at corner. Who's Where are you going to throw the ball? There's nowhere to throw the ball. Look at our linebackers. Look at our safeties. Hooker back there just waiting for a tight end to come across. I'm telling you, man, we have a fan. Maybe Gilmore. Gilmore. I like that, man, because not that it's a wrong answer, but Cooks is right. a low-hanging fruit. Well, our yeah. offense wasn't as good. The offense needs speed. Yep. We need a wide receiver, too. Cooks, easy answer, but right, man, Gilmore is so underrated because you're right, and people forget Deron Bland, my Fresno State guy, big yep. Fresno State Bulldogs. He had put him in that slot, yeah. yeah. And so now you're looking at either throwing the ball to one of the best veteran corners, like he's there's an ascendancy of like Revis and them. Ramsey, uh -huh. Gilmore's yep. in that group. He's that guy. Yep, he's that guy. You either throw to them or you throw to the two young intercepting machines. I mean, Curse is back there too. Hooker's back there. Wilson's back there. They're literally the depth at guys with hands. They're there is nowhere. There is nowhere you can throw the ball. 
And that's what he is literally the crown jewel in that Dan Quinn defense. That that pickup in free agency was so key. Uh, it's gonna this defense is gonna go down as one of the best defenses that have ever played. Oh, I like that. I like that. You Keep can put that down. Me, you uh, can put that down at bold predictions. That's what I was right? gonna say. This bold is, call. Let's. Go. I'm talking. I'm talking about the Ravens back in the day with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, this defense is special. I'm ready. I like that, man. I like that. Getting us. And I'm a big defensive guy. I'm a big defensive guy. I love defense. Well, you're gonna like this next question here, Dave. All right. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm ready. No. Okay. So, you know, sticking with the defense, who would you like to see take a significant two-year leap on, on, on the defense? With Damone Clark, Deron Bland, or Sam Williams? Well, first of all, if Bland comes back and has the same season he had last season, I'm down. I mean, the guy doesn't really need to take a leap. You know, he just, really that. I mean, he sits he sits behind Gilmore and learns. Man, that is that is the guy for years to come. Um, but for me, the guy if one guy could take a leap on that defense, it's Sam Williams. Um, step up, show me that you, what you've learned in the off season from Demarcus Ware. You know. You're playing opposite Parsons or Lawrence, you know, dominate. You know, if we can get him to dominate with Mozzie in the middle, man, we could have a mean defensive front. Mm. Yeah, they man, could. Just thinking and about they, Mozzie and, in the middle. Yep. They, they could use the money. I'm not running anybody out the door. You know I love Demarcus Lawrence. But it would be nice to know, hey, if Lawrence has a foot, or if Lawrence's cap hit is is yep. too much next year, and that's a discussion you got to have. We got a guy. Oh, we got a guy. Like we know we got. Yep. And you know, Arm Dorrance Armstrong's kind of, but he doesn't have that ceiling that that Williams has. That I think yeah. Williams has. Um, he shows flashes. He does. He really shows in a lot of his his hand gestures. He showed that he picked up a lot. Um, but man, if he could just take it a, just one step farther and just complete that package, that would be a real key, key piece to that defense. Let's flip it to the offensive side. We're talking the same type of question, the big jump for our second year guy. Would you rather it be, uh, Tyler Smith, uh, Jalen Tolbert or Jake Ferguson? Ooh, you know, I, I Tyler Smith is really good, and I like the way that he played last year. Um, I think sticking in one position would be really good for him. I got to go Ferguson. Ferguson. I really do. Um, Tolbert would be a nice uh, development to have, uh, but we already have Gallup, you know, uh, but if Ferguson, if tight end you pay, pays off, man, Ferguson would be a real nice piece. He'd be the next great Dallas tight end. I, I, I would love to see that happen. Would you rather? Yeah, I would not Fergie, be right about that either. Would you rather Fergie take a big leap 
like to say he top 10 tight end numbers, right? Or Michael Gallup go back to 2019, Michael Gallup, 1,206 touchdowns. Definitely Michael Gallup. Mm. Man, you think about it. You got Lamb, Cooks, and that Michael Gallup. I mean, Dak's going to throw for 4,800 yards. You know, I mean, you're talking about big numbers there. You know, I mean, the, the capability is there. You know, but we the guys have to perform every week. You know, they got to be – we got to stop being so injury prone. You know, we got to figure out ways to keep guys healthy. Okay. Yeah. That would be pretty – that would be a nice offense, man. If, if Lamb, yeah. If, excuse me, if Gallup returned to 2019 form. Okay, and Pollard coming out of the backfield. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, <clears throat> it really is. Exciting to think about. Okay, so we know that we've got some um, guys are due for extensions and, and new contracts. Talking about Dak and C.D. Lamb and, and Trayvon Diggs, which of those three players would you extend first if it, was, if it were up to you, David? You know, for me, I would. I always lean quarterback. If you've got your guy, keep your guy. Um, at the same time, though, Jerry Jones put that 88 on C.D. Lamb. So you know who he's extending. Um, if it comes to the three of them, he'll find somebody else to throw the ball to 88, but 88 stays. And yeah. I, I think that's his mindset in this. Also because Dax had some time. Um, I don't want to say that we would move on from him, but, I mean, at a certain point, Jerry's not going to be happy with status quo. Very fair. Very fair. Let me ask you, uh, if you had to lose one of those three, and you got to pick one. You don't have the money. One of them don't want to sign. You uh, you lose in Diggs, Lamb, or Dak. That hurts. I think that question really hurts my soul. Like when Emmett Smith went to the Cardinals, hurts my soul. Oh. Um, personally, I, I got to lose Lamb. Um, and I don't, I don't like saying that, but look at these receivers coming out. Uh, I mean, you're the, the receiver market's going to take a, going to take a dive soon. Um, cause they're just coming out kind of like running backs have been just coming out, coming out, coming out. Well, now we've got all these receivers and it's almost like better ones are coming in every year. Um, so it's kind of the smart business move to take your chance at one of them. If you got a pick, I don't hate that. Cause I, I could see, like you said, the market, I could see a lot of guys. Once they're getting to 30 teams are like, all right, we don't need to pay them. And a lot of guys come right. out the first contract might start getting traded. You know, yeah. they, they sign the big deal and everything, but then teams are like, you know what? We drafted this guy here. Let's try to get a second round pick. Yeah. You know, and yeah, be part of the market now. Mm hmm. I really think that's something that, you know, we're going to start seeing more is, I mean, we, we saw, you know, football evolve from guys were playing for one team their whole career. Then, you know, oh, maybe two, maybe three teams. Then you got, you know, nine team vets. You know, you got guys moving around for money. So, 
it kind of makes sense that they're going to get kind of flushed through the system, you know, pretty quick. Uh, you know, we're not going to see guys with long careers, I don't think. Well, man, I, you know, I hope C.D. Lamb is a Cowboys forever. No, oh, so uh, do I. Well, I do not want that to happen, believe me. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I, I know that. So I know we're all excited about the offense, but you look at the offensive line, David, is that still a concern in your eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was really disappointed with how we treated that line um, this offseason. I mean, we literally have Zach Martin. That's uh, the anchor of that line. Uh, We do have Tyler Smith, but who, you know, who else is going to be on that line come, you know, week 12? You know, and we kind of take for granted that Zach Martin has been healthy his whole career. You know, I mean, he's a 10-year vet. I hate to say it, but, I mean, you can only expect so much, you know, out of a guy that's played that long and hard. All right, so let me ask you. You you have the line you have. No, you can't add in any free agents, can't do any of that. These are the guys. You know them. They're set up. Tell me how you line up your offensive line. Left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Who's your five starters? I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. I wouldn't change my mind because I knew (laughs) I've gone through this scenario a few times. Um, I go Tyron, Tyler, Biotish, Martin, and Steele. That's how I start things off. Um, I don't see another way that you can do this. Um, that's your best starting five. Um, there's just – there isn't another good option there. I agree 100%. Now the tough part. Go ahead, Paul. You're, you're, you're up, and now you have the, the, the hard question. <laughs> this was Mike's question, by the way, David, so don't be mad at me when I ask that. What happens – what are you going to do if Tyre, if and when Tyron goes down? So in week four, what are we going to do? <laughs> hey, don't even put that in the air, man. We were talking about that, David. Come on. Man. Well, no, week, t- week four is when he returns from injury. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For another stint. Um, I think your best bet is Farniok to left guard, and you push Tyler outside. Uh, I mean, Zach Martin's not changing positions. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually, I don't see anybody else lining up to even be behind these guys really for when they go down. That's how thin we are at offensive line. No love for Matt. Well, let's go. He's just another one. I gotta, I gotta see something, you know, I mean, after preseason, you know, when we get to the preseason games, I could have a completely different view of this, you know, but just seeing what I've seen, it's not looking good. That's fair. I got to say, uh, let's just get a hey, Tyron, get through 12 games, 12, 12 oh. playoffs, 12. I'd be happy with that. He missed Man, if, if he got us through 12 games. Perfect. I mean, not every snap, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, 
give give him as little playing time as necessary. But man, if he could get us through twelve weeks, that would just that would really, I think, solidify just how that line can play together. That might that might be my answer to this next question. Tyron being able to play like 15 plus games, but it ain't here for my answer. We're here for your answer. What's <laughs> Dallas missing that would make them a Super Bowl contender? Like right there, Niners, Phillies, Dallas, all in the same boat in the NFC. Larry Allen. Oh, oh. oh don't even what is there anything that could realistically happen? Yes, Larry <laughs> Allen, I agree. Oh my god. Um I think a deal would need to be made now. We'd have to uh, maybe see if we could get a hold of Trent Williams. You know, I mean, there's got to be somebody that, you know, we can get a hold of that's just left tackle, left guard, doesn't matter because, you know, you can push Tyler wherever, you know. But, man, if you could just get a guard in there, a good, solid left guard, that's what we're missing. That would literally put us over the top. No problems. Because with that that defense, then the addition of Cooks, I mean, you're adding firepower. You're, I mean, it it would be an incredible show. Give me one second. No, Jordan. No, we're not. Uh, we'll bring back Jamie Collins, that linebacker, before we're bringing back Lyle Collins to, to play the left side. No, 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 no. No. Don't be posting stuff like that, Paul, and getting us all distracted. Hey, we're always going to show love to our guy, Jordan, Mike. He's here. He supports us every single week, my friend. Every week. He's like, um, you know how the uh, the love of the star has the Julia child or Julia – Oh man, I forgot it. But they their questionnaire every time they'd send out questions, she was always one of the ones. So they named it after yeah. her. So our comments have got to be the 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 Jordan the Jordan comments, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dave. Um, you know we're not bringing back Lyle Collins. You know m- maybe he could be part of the answer to this next question here. Well, what would you say is the biggest reason for the lack of a Super Bowl under McCarthy so far? What would you say it's Dak, uh, is it McCarthy himself, or is it something, that, you know, is it Jerry, Stephen, or both Joneses? I've never been a McCarthy guy, but it's all on the Joneses. I mean, take it from not putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of fame. I mean, just Patty. every everything that Jerry Jones is now is why we're not winning Super Bowls. I think Steven is he's an idiot. All right. He he makes dumb decisions. He's <laughs> like a kid. All right. But if if he could learn from Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy to be a good GM, I mean, those are two guys you would want to teach him how to drive that franchise into the future. 
so the I think Jerry just needs to just stop. Just put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of fame, turn the reins over, and let's move on. Lift the curse. Yes. Just I just feel like that's what it is, man. I don't believe in curses, but it's the Jerry Jones curse. It I really believe, is. I believe that the year Jimmy Johnson goes in the ring of honor, they'll win a Super Bowl. Um, Which um, is, I think that that's going to be next year. Let's do it. Get it done. Why does my hair look dyed? I hate it. I had the hairnet on at work all day, and it looks like I dyed my damn hair. Sorry. I hate that I look down and see. That's what I see. I just see my is damn it shiny? That's the glare. That's the... <laughs> uh, sorry. Grade the Cowboys offseason so far. Take it all in. What they did with the offensive line or lack thereof, their draft picks, their trades that we love. Give it a grade altogether. B plus. Oh, okay. Um, That's fair. It is a B plus because of Cooks, because of Mozzie, because of Gilmore. The I think we drafted smart. Um, I think Shoemaker was a really sneaky good pick. Um, I just I think that we really we really hit a home run there. Do you worry about him already being hurt? He was kind of hurt guy in college. Does that make you nervous? No, because he's behind Ferguson and Hendershot. We can see oh, if okay. he develops. We can see if he gets there. I mean, he's got good upside, but he has he is injury prone. So it's a sneaky risk. Some of them work out. You know, you got Demarcus Lawrence, right. who was an injury, yep. and, and you went Kelvin Joseph, who I had in the top twenty-five people in that draft, and he didn't work out. So that that's kind of the the it, risk, right? I mean, you you take your shots, but I think that he could really develop. Prove that he's not injury prone. Be a hundred percent healthy and really contribute. He moves. He moves. Yes. He's so underrated and how he is a crossers. I watch these highlights that Marcus Moser put up, and it's just him catching a five yard cross and going for twelve yards. And you yeah. don't, you don't really you don't think about it, but but really when you that's important, right? Yeah. I mean, you get twelve yards. You know, you turn five into 12, that's a first down every play. I mean, it's yeah. it's little stuff like that. It's it's that that is what we need. We need those guys that can just pop in, get us 12 yards, pop out. You don't have to play every down, but if we got all these playmakers, you know, mm-hmm. that's it's all contributions just here and there all over the field. It makes checking down a smart play because if you're checking down to Ferguson, Shoemaker, uh, Shoemaker right. or Pollard, it's a yeah, lot different right. than checking down to Dalton uh, Schultz, who who's fine, but he's not going to break tackles to get through, or Ezekiel Elliott. Right, right. who's going to get you like three yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, realistically, that's what Zeke gave you. You know, you need seven, he gets you three. Yeah. I mean, that's just the guy that he kind of became after his first couple of years. So, I mean, you know, go back to that question. We're not losing anything besides a wasted salary by letting him go. 
you know, you think about the moves that we've made, adding Shoemaker, adding Brandon Cooks, adding Deuce Vaughn, and then letting go of Zeke. It's, we had a plan with what we wanted our offense to be this year. Yeah, and I think it's turned out really well. Yeah. I think we've done a great job this offseason. It's really promising. Absolutely. All right, Dave, I know the three of us probably spent too much more time than we'd like to admit on Twitter, but I'm curious, who are your top three Dallas Cowboys Twitter accounts to follow? Who are your favorite Cowboys accounts to follow? So I've got you guys as one. Uh, I monitor you. I watch you guys all the time. I Mike knows I'm always commenting on his stuff, trying to figure out what this means and what that means. Because uh, I haven't been on Twitter that long, but I'm, you know, trying to catch on to everything. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I like Spoon of Zeke. Um, is a really good one. He's a real good dude. Um, and the original one and only Kelly K9. I mean, the guy is hilarious, so right? <laughs> I mean, you never know when, when I log in, I never know what this dude is going to be talking about. It, he is off the wall, wild dude. Yeah. Kelly's two for two, two guests. Kelly got mentioned on both. That guy's it's that Jerry Jones impression, man. Man, he nails that. He's so good. He really is. Okay, um, other than Mike and I, is there, a, is there another account that you'd add, David? Um, now just Spoon of Zeke and Kelly Canine, really. Okay. Well, hey, we those are my. Those are really the ones that I follow the most. Yeah. I want to say thank you to Eliezer for, for joining the chat tonight, man. Another newcomer, Mike. That's exciting, man. I think awesome. uh, Mendoza was on last week. He was. That's what I'm saying. He's, oh, he's back for the second week in a row. You know what I mean? Yep. That's our, that's one of our guys. I love it. Well, well, once he hears us talk about food for endless amounts of time, then he probably won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It's because there's a guest. We haven't gotten into too much food talk. He's, we're weird. He's hey, we can talk about food whenever you want, Mike. We can oh. talk about some food. I am on my 10-day reset, which means I cannot – another one. I can't have sugar, alcohol, caffeine, flour, meat, dairy. So I don't want to talk about food. I want to <laughs> All right. Well, next time we'll talk about food. Yeah, I'm off. Well, have <laughs> We'll have to plan another another session here when we can we can be foodies. We'll do oh, Cowboys great, beef burgers. Yeah, <laughs> Cowboys Angus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can go so many ways. Okay, David. Here we are with a uh, probably my favorite segment in this series on this show in particular is it's the squasher beef. David, here you'll have two to five minutes to squash any beef you have with Jerry and or Stephen Jones, maybe any current or former Cowboys coach or player, a Cowboys Twitter account, or if you don't have any beef, maybe you can give the Cowboys a pep talk and get them ready for the season. I don't need two to five minutes. I just need Jerry Jones to stop. Uh, I, I don't know why he wasted so much time on Jason Garrett when it was obviously not working. Obviously, in so many ways, uh, just Jerry Jones just needs to give up the reins. I really don't care who he passes them to, but somebody needs to, to run that organization the way it needs to be run. 
I like it. That uh, that maybe they could. It would be nice if they just learned to hire a GM. How about just hire Will McClay? Let him make all the right. Hire John Lynch. I mean, God, it, he is the best GM right now. John Lynch is making it happen out in San Francisco. If we could get our hands, if we could get our hands on John Lynch, man, with Dan Quinn as a coordinator, just uh man, we'd have any defensive player we wanted. We can't. We're not allowed to bring in John Lynch because he's in the Hall of Fame and Darren Woodson's not. And uh, all Cowboys fans would like riot. We'd be like, he belongs yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Darren Woodson needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, I don't want to get. He into does. He definitely does. One of my all-time favorites. Absolutely, he definitely does. Legend. All right, David. Here we are with your with your bold call. I think you stated it earlier, but why don't you? Would you mind saying it again? Because I don't believe Eliezer was uh, was with us when he um, when he said that. So, well, what is your bold call for the Cowboys twenty twenty three season, David? Well, I have two now because the first one wasn't uh, planned out. Um, okay. Gotcha. But this defense is going to be one of the greatest defenses to be to play the game. This unit that we have right now under Dan Quinn will be remembered. Just an absolute every single piece. It's like a chessboard, and you have all your pieces all lined up perfectly. It's amazing the talent we have on defense. Uh, Can I ask, Dave, has any other defensive coordinator been known for, like, like he had Legion of Boom, and then say this one is whatever they call them, the new doomsday defense or whatever. Whatever. Think of another coordinator Oof. that did that on two different teams. Oof. You know, honestly, I don't know that I can. I mean. Either. Just, I, I don't think there's ever been anybody that has completely built defenses on two different teams at that level uh you know that top two top three uh defense but i mean the guy's just a mastermind because it's 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 a scheme but it's not always that he always he just has a creative mind with defense he just you know he's constantly just switching things up moving things around and it always keeps offensive coordinators thinking you always have to try and playing outside of the box. So, I mean, he's definitely a unique guy that we got back there. Okay, sorry. Beef two, I apologize. Oh, so my second bold prediction is Pollard is going to finish above McCaffrey uh, this year um, in the running back standings. Pollard is going to ball out this year. Um, especially with McCarthy calling the shots, um, you're going to see a lot of Pollard. Pollard is going to be everywhere on that field. I like, like, I like that one, man. An offense and a defensive one. Nice. Yes. Great, great, great. Man, I'm so really big on this timers. team. Man. Yeah. Well, Mike, we've been blessed already this, this year with guests, but – here we are, week two, with our, our second uh, person making his debut podcast appearance, and he just absolutely killed it. Really did, man. Really did. It was great. Thank you. Much appreciated. We appreciate you, David.
thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking the time to join us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, I really appreciate you having me. It was a good time. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Well, Dave, while we're getting you out of here, remind the people they can find you on Twitter. Uh, at Dave Stradamus. Yes, sir. Mike, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter, sir. You know it, guys. Nice and easy. CD Piglet, letter C, letter D, Piglet. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Look at us, little 40 minutes. Yeah.